0: And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second edition of the Cold tars podcast. I am your host Artez Keller. This podcast is for everybody that buys their diecasts across the street from the souvenir haulers across the street. They don't go to the ones that's right in the, the track. No, they go across the street. This podcast is for everybody that gets the sheet metal at those haulers. What? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Code Tires Podcast. We have a short but sweet episode um, as we are going into the Super Bowl weekend Uh, for the NFL fans and then next week will be um, Speed Week I should say or Speed Days uh, might be Um, because it's not even considered Speed Weeks no more. Um, So ladies and gentlemen uh, let's just go ahead and get on into it. Uh, First and foremost the Clash was Sunday uh, in LA. Uh, I had a a friend of mine matter of fact she was there and um, she didn't know anything (laughs) about She didn't know anything about NASCAR, to be honest. Like, her, her, from what she was telling me, that somebody, um, that she know the job she works for basically gave her tickets, and she just went. And she seen cars go around in circles, but did not know that Martin Drake Jr. drove the 19, and he won the race. So, um, this race was, um, one you know, of course, the first race, the clashes, well, you know, the first race, um... It used to be at Daytona, now it's in L.A., and, um, you know, and this is the second year in a row. Now, granted, you're going to say Arte is well the Raiders was damn bullshit. Okay, of course, I'm not trying to defend NASCAR in this way, but guess what? You have the Grammys on as well, too. Um, So, the 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 Raiders were down a little bit from last year, but guess what? It was still 2 million viewers, all right? And then, on top of all that, you've seen racing, like, I feel like now in NASCAR, and I mean, this has always been around, but it has definitely took off because Twitter. And the fact of the matter is that NASCAR fans really don't know what they want. Like NASCAR fans did not like Daytona because it wasn't that many people in the stands. Then they didn't like the, the road course. Then they didn't like this. They didn't like that. And now they're not liking what Ben Kennedy and the France family are doing. Well, his family are doing for NASCAR. And I'm not trying to. This podcast is nowhere is not trying to be NAS, Uh It's NASCAR centered, but it's I'm not about to kiss up to NASCAR and everything on this podcast because NASCAR has done some stuff that's definitely wrong. But it's definitely a good thing for them to go to a stadium that's not even built for NASCAR and then still do well at that at that stadium. Um, the racing was a was um in my opinion pretty good. I sat down, I got me something to eat, watched the race. And it was it was a pretty good race. Last uh, last week on the on the on the um show, I said Cavish was going to win. Guess what? He finished third. Uh he has he got into some trouble that we will be talking about later on. Um but he got it done. He was third. He finished third. Uh and then Bubba Wallace, he had a amazing run. Um, in the clash, got got spun, um, and the media portrayed him as being upset, in which he was, but at the end of that, he was still shaking hands and smiling, um, you know, and so on and so forth. That's pretty good to say. Uh, There were four lead changes amongst five drivers and approximately 16 cautions. Uh, Ty Dillon finished second. Of course, Kyle Busch finished third. Amazing run by RCR because this is their breakout year, I feel like. Uh, Tyler Reddick um, was the guy. Tyler Reddick last year won some races for RCR, but this year I feel like that confidence is there. And Todd and, uh, and Austin Dillon is definitely going to probably get a win or two this year. This is my hot take, hey. But the three and the eight card definitely got it done. Then you had Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson finishing up top five. Tyler Reddick, Ryan Priest. Priest was a sleeper I kid you not this man was a sleeper to some including myself and I thought for a fact that Ryan priest was gonna win this race um even though that uh people are portraying Ryan priest as this is this first year in the cup in which it's not um I forget the guy's name who was doing who was um at, at the first of the sh- at the first of the race um that was doing the introductions but this man butchered he was horrible. And I'm trying to figure out who his name, like the, the guy's name. Because by God, NASCAR, when you do this thing again, it, do not bring this man back. Um do not bring this man back because he was god awful. Um he was terrible. Uh, I I I just I don't even know what to say other than the fact of he said front sports, not saying front row motorsports. It was so many butchers. He made Marty Reed look like Dale Earnhardt. That's what he did. And if you and and the OG NASCAR fans that grew up around the time of 2007 to 2013 when the ESPN contract ended, you know. Marty Reed and you know how bad a job and and not and I'm not trying to to, to take the credit from Marty Reed because Marty Reed is an excellent journalist and an excellent play-by-play commentator because he has called many ESPN um, sports, uh, especially on the auto mo- on the on the, um, on the auto side, uh, but sometimes he was just not there on the NASCAR side. Um, but he made him look. Like, tell her. Uh, so, I'm trying to find this guy's name. And I know, like, the guys that are watching this, you guys are saying this man's name. Um, but he was god-awful. He called. Uh, it was just terrible. Um, but it was 36 entries. that was inside. We had um, we had heat races. Um, some some sleepers that missed this race. The Rush Fenway Keselowski cars missed the race. Um... I mean, the speed just really wasn't there for both cars. Um, you know, I just will say that, like, even Keselowski, Keselowski and Busher, are like they really didn't do that much inside of the heat races. Let alone what were they going to do in the in the race? So, um, to start out, Rossberg and Keselowski missed it. Um, they missed it. Corey missed it. Um, a lot of people, you know, the the. the the people you know that are gonna miss the race really miss the race. Um but at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, NASCAR, NASCAR's truest talents came out and showed out at the Los Angeles Memorial collar. See him, Todd Gillen. Um, I I think Todd Gillen was in the race as well. I gotta look at the results. I feel like Gilliland was in the race because I've seen so much of Todd Gilliland. Yes, he was. Okay, he finished um 20, 23rd. So he was in the race a lot. Like he was, man, it was crazy. Uh, Eric Jones uh, had a suspension problems. He was done like really early. Uh, Ty Gibbs in uh, lap eighty one. You know, had s- some uh, suspension problems and so on and so forth. Uh, but at the end of the day, at the end of the night. MTJ is 1-0 on his girlfriend Sherry Pollux. since this man is a single man. Mtj is winning everything. Um, Martin Trix Jr. won this race. Uh, this is is this his first race that he like? Well, the first time he's won something since 2021. Cause I did he go winless last year. I don't remember even seeing. Him win anything last last year. So this might just might be the first race that MTJ has won since 2021. We're about to see right now while we are recording. But I feel like that this is the first race that he's won um since 2021. Let's see. Uh, okay, he okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah. This is first win in the next gen car. Like first when he won the last race he won was in 2021. So definitely good for him to get it done at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. And hey, you know, the last person that won LA that won the clash last year was no other than Joe Logano. And Joey Logano went on ahead and won the championship. So I mean you know, we, I mean, I'm not saying that Trix is going to be winning the championship this year, but he's looking pretty reasonable. So congratulations to him. But what we're going to do now is we're going switch, to switch some gears. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Um, and then when we come back, we're going to be um, starting a new segment called The News You Care About. And we're going to be discussing um, all things um, going on for this weekend um, some news for this weekend, so on and so forth. So stay tuned, get you some chips, get you something to drink, and uh you are listening to the cold tires podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the news you care about. This is the news every all news you care about, but listen, some news you really don't care about. But welcome to the news you care about, sacred on the cold tires podcast. And today, as I'm filming this on a Friday, um Kyle Bush, the big news today is Kyle Bush to come back to the NASCAR Xfinity series in 2023. Uh, he'll be racing in five Xfinity Series races, driving the number 10 college race racing Chevrolet. It's something serious, it's something um uh, good now uh to say Kyle Bush is driving not only uh, uh for Chevrolet, but also he's driving for colic racing. The thing about colic racing is, is that you already know how they are. They're like trophies. Kyle Busch has a bunch of them. 102 wins already in the NASCAR Xfinity series. So he will be starting in, and it's a whole list um, of races. And I will be having the list of races on my Instagram of the cold tires podcast. Uh, I like to mention that the cold tires podcast is on Instagram. Um, The Instagram page will be, um, the number one exclusive for day-to-day NASCAR news, so on and so forth. Anything that you need regarding NASCAR news, information, so on and so forth, it will be on that page. Also, some good news for our friends Jeremy Clemens. First Pacific Funding is sponsoring Jeremy Clemens in six races in 2023, starting at Fontana, Las Vegas, Martinsville, Darlington, Texas, and Las Vegas, that's a real good bunch of people, real good, real good guys over there. Um, uh, and, and be expected to see first specific funding on the 51 car for another straight year. Also, some more news is the Arkham Series winner, uh series West champion Jesse Love is going to drive the number one TRD Pro in three races in 2023, starting at Gateway, then Kansas and Phoenix in the end of the year. Also, CJ McLaughlin will complete and it will compete in 18 NASCAR Xfinity Series races in 2023 for Emily Gates Motorsports, driving the 35 at Daytona and the 53 in the other 17 starts that he has. Also, some big news for Emily Gates, as well is, is that Natalie Decker is going to sign with Emily Gates for a multi race schedule starting at Daytona as well. Big news for them. Also, Matt Snyder. Is scaling back and will race part-time. And guess what? He'll be driving the number 19 super, making his debut at Daytona, driving them. That is sub- that driving for JGR. That is um pretty surprising for him, I must say. Uh, because at the end of the day, I I mean, I really I I mean I just thought that he would he would, you know, he had a good fit. Um, it wasn't last year he driving for Jordan Anderson, so I felt like that, that was a good fit for him. Um, but at the end of the day, things wasn't how it was. Also, we got this, um, today, I me just say today, a couple of days ago, uh, we learned that Connor Daly is going to be driving for the money team and Connor Daly planned on plans to qualify the number 50 Chevrolet ZL one Camaro in this year's running of the Daytona 500, uh, earlier, early in the month. Um, and weeks ago, we heard that Haleo Castor-Nemvis was tapped to drive the car, um, but he declined. So now we have Connor Daly, another Instagram driver, another Instagram star. He definitely could get it done on the IndyCar circuit. But question is, can he get it done driving for Floyd Mayweather in the money team? Um, and pretty much that also, Adrian Omadinger is going to be driving for Collie Racing as well, too. Um, in some select races, uh, this year as well. Some big news, um, always it's always big news in NASCAR and so on and so forth. NASCAR, you already know, as everybody knows, anything can happen in NASCAR at any given time, how it looks, and based on how these how this news is, you really just don't know what will happen. Um, while I'm feminist, it is like 6 30 at night. Um, and we have like later on, we will have, uh, um, a, 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 uh, a news, a news, uh, breaking about, uh, Coral So it's a lot of stuff that'll be going on in NASCAR. So you just got to know when to get it. Also, um, I don't, I think, I don't, I think I didn't, didn't say this yet, but Zane Smith is going to be driving in certain races for front row motorsports, which is huge. Um, front row motorsports. The 38 has been a revolving door, I must say. Um, every year, it's been somebody new. Um, I, I just, I just don't understand what's going on over at Front Row Motorsports. But what I can't understand is, is that they are led, and and then also Zane Smith is going to be driving another entry. So it's it's going to be weird, a weird Daytona 500 for Todd Gillen. But I must say this though. Um and and I said this earlier to some friends of mine earlier in the week, but think about it. David Gilliland is a team owner, all right. David Gillan owns Tricon Garage with help from TRD, right? Okay, I feel like that this year is going to be a terrible year for Ty Gilliland. Um, even though he said, you know, in the interview that he had a, he'd known about it for about six months. Uh, 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 so, but with that being said, I feel like there's going to be a terrible year for him. He can get those races, you know, filled in driving probably Rick Ware, so on and so forth. But I feel like that next year, I don't see, um, I don't see Ty Gillen driving a, a Ford. I really don't. What I do see him in is I really do see him driving for TRD. I really do see him driving how how um a lot of the guys doing that, like the Joe Graves. Um, A lot of these drivers are, and I mean, yes, Joe Graff has money, but the point I'm making is, is that I really see him following his father, going to a Toyota team, and get plugged in like that because, I feel like this is the stability wise at a at a Tricon Garage is a better fit for him than going to a forward team when he has no stability at all. First things first is Todd Gillen was rushed. We all know he was rushed in the, to get in the position he was in. First off, he should have never been in in, in a cup ride to begin with period right now. I'm not saying that the guy cannot drive, but what I'm saying is, is that you cannot rush somebody because if you rush somebody, you get a rush product <laughs> and we damn sure seen that. Just look at the clash. But anyway, if you look at Zane Smith on the other hand, Zane Smith is proven that he can get it done. Uh Zane Smith filled in for who last year? He filled in for Busher, right? And he did pretty good. I think it was at gateway. I might, might be right. might be wrong but I know that last year that he filled in for, for Chris Buescher and did pretty solid. Um, and I feel like that front row motorsports has more backing behind uh, Zane Smith than they ever did when it compared to Todd Gillen, because first things first is Zane Smith has proven that he can win in, in a truck. He's proven that he can get it done in cup just because he filled in for, um, for the injured Chris Buescher. So, I feel like that's stability-wise, and right now the best driver for them to get is a is a Zane Smith over a um a a rush Todd Gillen. Now and now can Todd Gillen get it done? I feel like he can. But I feel like that is he's gonna have to take the cold custer route. Go back down probably next year, build a set back up. Because by God, like front row is already it, he's not going to be at front row long and it's going to be terrible a terrible year for him. Now, granted, if he wins the Daytona 500, cool, super year. But the chance of him winning this damn Daytona 500 is going to be slim to none. Now, watch, he wins this thing. But hey, you don't know a NASCAR, we never know a NASCAR. But the only thing I hope and pray he doesn't do is when he wins a race, he doesn't cuss out, he doesn't cuss out the team just like he did Kyle Bush when he drove KBM um, a couple of years ago. And ladies and gentlemen, I think that is it for the news you care about segment. I'm trying to go through this phone to see if we got anything else um, that has made as well. Oh, hey, that's right. Breland. Um, a, a, I mean, we this is Black History Month. Hey, I'm a black host. Listen, Breland is going to be performing at this year's Daytona 500. So big ups to Breland because listen here, by God, um, at at Atlanta, um, he performed um, he performed the national anthem at the Spring uh, Atlanta in 21, and then he came back and did a concert in 21 at the summaries, and by God, he was um, pretty 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 sweet. Uh, so, I really see him getting it done. Also, Morgan and Morgan will be returning to with Chris Hacker um, this year in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. It's going to be pretty good to say Craftsman Truck Series again. Um, so, that's pretty good. Other news we got is the fact is, let's see. Um, all righty. I think that's pretty much. Okay, and also Brandon Milk Motorsports, Colin Fern. Colin Fern was an employee for um, the Brandon Built Motorsports that Brandon Brown um, owned it. Now um, Colin Fern is making his own Xfinity Series team in 2023 called FRS Racing, and the plan is to run a partial schedule with the first race coming up in Phoenix. So that's going to be pretty sweet for that team to get it done. Um, my 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 I figure that all the cars that he has will be the Brandon built cars from last year. But at the end of the day, we can see what Colin Fern can do as a owner and see what that team can do. And hopefully they can get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that is the end of this segment news you care about. And we're going to take another break and we're going to come back. You are listening to the only podcast that you can literally drink some Cheetos, you can eat some eat some Cheetos, a Dr Pepper, and all that and more, and still be hungry. Stay tuned. You are listening to the to to the Cold Attires podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You are listening to the Double Yellow Line. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was a short episode. I must say, um, that's not it's not going to be that much going on next. Well, this week. Uh, So it was a pretty quiet week on the NASCAR side other than just um, the news that uh, we just discussed. Uh, But next week, guns going to be blazing, man, because um, I just looked at my email earlier today. And guess what? I'm going to be doing some media for NASCAR down in Daytona. So you guys will be seeing me down there. Matter of fact, I'm going to be bringing you guys down there as well. Um, My goal is um, er next week. To do something special, not only for this podcast, um, but also for um, something that's going on next week. I don't know. It might. It, we might do it. We might not. I gotta. I gotta get everything together. But my goal is to plan something um, next week um, in honor of Dale Earnhardt because uh, next week, February the eighteenth, will be twenty-two years um since his untimely passing at the age of 49 so um my goal is next week to do a longer episode if we can um do a deep dive of of the 2001 Daytona 500 and um pretty much a um just a uh, a a episode where um uh, we just sit back reflect on the impact that the death of Dale Earnhardt had on NASCAR because it definitely was a impact. So we're going to take a deep dive with that. Um, I'm going to have my friend Evan McCoy on from Dunwich on dirt. Um, that's my guy. He's going to be coming in um, and he's going to be um, helping me out next week on the deep dive. So we're going to be looking at the race and uh, we're going to look at it little by little, all the way up from the front, all the way up from the first of it, all the way up to the ending so stay tuned for that and then also we're going to have uh, the, the the uh the Call Tire's podcast um we'll have that episode as well too so we're going to have two little, two things i'm going to have two things going on for you guys um just in time for uh, next week's running of the 60 uh 5th Daytona 500 let's jump. hopefully you all have a wonderful day night evening whatever you are listening listening to this podcast on i appreciate everybody that has uh has listened to this podcast so far and the ones that will be continually watching this in the near future uh to everybody i appreciate you for for last week appreciate our guest ryan rose for being amazing um and so on and so forth we're just trying to get this little podcast going and um and hopefully you guys enjoy it also uh before i wrap it up um there with that there's now a um Hey, Instagram. So the Instagram page is going to be the page um where uh, news will come up cuz I'm filming this at 6:47 on a Friday evening. So it's going to be a Coral of Joy pot, a of Joy uh, news um something going on with Coral of Joy is going to come up in the next 15 minutes. Um so that's going to be on Instagram on Instagram, but I saying this that all the news um in- including uh races uh, races um, everything from the truck series, uh, Xfinity series, cup series, everything is going to be on that page. So please give the cold tires podcast on IG, um, uh, a follow. Other than that, wish you guys a happy, happy, uh, weekend. Uh, we got the Kansas city chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Hopefully the chiefs get it done because I just don't like the Eagles. So we're going to see what happens in the Super Bowl on Sunday. But until then, wish you guys the best. Take care. Peace, love, and happiness. It's Shabar out. Peace.